Good to go? Yeah. All right. Showtime. Let's get it started then. Shut up and sit down. And welcome to the Black Swarm Podcast. I'm your host, Hank Piper, back here with Rob Antonell and Jim Mitigley. How you boys doing? What's up, buddy boy? How you doing, Hank? <laughs> Fantastic. How about you, buddy boy? Yeah, I'm good. All right, that's good, good to hear. All right, so uh, 49 bop, huh? Yeah, I mean, that's how it went. Uh, I mean, we we expected it to be, we expected it to be, you know, not a blowout, but we expected a win pretty heavily once mm-hmm. we took their quarterback out of the game. It's, you know, that, that was about all she wrote. I mean, even if he was still in, I think the difference between him being in and not being in was seven, maybe ten points on their end. They weren't stopping us on offense, that's for sure. Yeah, there was no way. But, uh, I mean, who knows? He might have been able to produce a little bit on offense. You know, he had one decent run. Uh, so, I mean, you, you never know. I mean, either way, you know, Glen Oak was – they're having a down year at this point. You know, we just hope that they can – scrounge up a couple wins to give us more points honestly not that we're probably going to need them if you look at the region how it's set up but you know it's always nice to have more points just a little bit more margin room yeah i mean i'll always take points over not points so anything in particular stand out to you besides us just stomping them i mean i was proud of the way that they played i mean obviously we did really well i like the run game you know we averaged nine nine and a half yards per carry or something like that defense played really well i mean it got to the point where we could kind of try out a few different things mm-hmm. uh i mean longwell had those two interceptions the first one you know supposedly just kind of came out of his hand wrong yeah. he underthrew, i believe it was ballard mm-hmm. uh going down the sideline so you know uh, that would be corrected. The one at the end of the half, there was some miscommunication there. But, I mean, it is what it is. You know, you learn from it, grow on. You know, it seems like we were just trying a few different things out, and, you know, we, we had a lot of room to play with while doing it. And I think everything you saw, like, wrong with our passing game was everything that's always been wrong with our passing game. It just happened to all happen in one game. Ballard had a touchdown that in his hands lefty hit him in stride that he just dropped uh the underthrown touchdown to ballard like you said it w- would have been a touchdown the uh miscommunication to trey which really i mean he still had a chance for it the defender just made a great play in the ball which led to a tip drill in the end zone and when you're working in a short field there's obviously going to be another player there uh but beyond that, no, our passing game looked great. The pocket was clean all night. Uh, I think the only time Lefty even got touched when he was throwing the ball was off an RPO when we were just running power, and he just threw a jump ball. Yeah, so, you know, we obviously, just like last week, dominated the line of scrimmage. Uh, and even the big runs that Jameer had, uh, that it wasn't like the first one, Jameer did break a tackle, kind of linebacker level. But the other ones, it was just... It was perfect run blocking. He got out in the open field, and he made those safeties dance. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what you want to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's the one thing that you can't complain about is our line's been playing really well. You know, no sacks in the first two games so far. You know, not a whole lot of pressures. Some of our pass plays are long developing routes, yeah. and they hold up just fine. 
uh, in pass pro. So, I mean, that's definitely a strong point for us. Offensive line is really solid. And, you know, when you can dominate the line of scrimmage, that always gives you an advantage for the entire game, no matter who you're playing. Mm-hmm. So it's it's definitely something I look forward to, you know, continuing for the rest of the year. And, you know, if we can even grow on it, I mean, it, that really puts us in contention to go deep in the playoffs there. Oh, yeah. And um, I thought it was interesting that we, I mean, you know, like the last, last game and last all season, we ran power, 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 power. This past game, we kind of ran like a variant of that where it was more, I'd call it like an inside power. Instead of kicking out the end man on line of scrimmage, you just had the play side tackle on him and the fullback go up to second level immediately. Still had the pulling guard and the rest of the rest look like regular power. And we ran that quite a bit. And we also ran a lot of inside zone too, which was kind of a change of pace for us. Yeah. I mean, this, this was a team where we could kind of try a few things out, change things up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we were really successful at it, so that's always good. It forces the teams down the line to be, prepare, be prepared for multiple things they could see from us. Uh, I mean, you know, we have a good line, we have good athletes, and we have a good quarterback. So it's going to be tough for any team to defend us, mm-hmm. and now we're just showing them more looks that they have to defend for. I mean, it's going to be tough for anybody for the rest of the year to go against us. And to what you said about us like trying out different stuff on offense, um, it was Kale Miller, the wide receiver coach, said at the Booster Club meeting uh, last night that this is the first year since Durbin was our defensive coordinator, and he was last year in, what, 2014, 2013? Sounds right. Uh, that it's the first year since he was here that we haven't been afraid to put our defense on the field. Like, since then, since he left, we've always kind of had the game plan around, you know, kind of not wanting to have our defense out there, either playing, going for the safe play or running the ball, chewing the clock more. But now it's like we feel free to try out different stuff on offense that we wouldn't normally do if we were afraid that we had to punt the ball away. Yeah, I mean, with uh, the previous defensive coordinator, you know, it seemed like we got into a lot of shootouts, mm-hmm. and we, we gave up a lot of yards. You know, we gave up the big play every now and then. <clears throat> I mean, to be fair, it seemed like we had a young defense, like, every single year. Yeah. We were always we, – we were never able to return a solid portion of the defense. You know, then last year, that was uh, – last year was McConnell's first year, right? Yeah, that was a bunch and, of new uh, players getting yeah. used to a new system. That was – and still, like you said, young players – but then you saw that run towards the end of the year where it was like we held McKinley to 15. Then we uh, held – I mean, Boardman scored 21 on us, but that our offense was anemic that game. They were, played with, they were playing with a hand tie behind their back. Then we held uh, a five-wide offense to one touchdown. The defense held the wing tee. We played the next week to no points. They, they scored off a block punt. And then Winton Woods, that was just – such a discrepancy in team speed and again offense and special teams it was a culmination of those 56 points were not entirely on the defense yeah i mean it took a couple weeks for it to all get put together mm-hmm. but i mean i think it really started with uh, kind of like the saint v game and since then i mean our defense has been outstanding ever since then you take yeah. away that one winston woods game and i mean our average points against is I mean I I'm sure we probably could fi- I'm sure we could figure it out after we do yeah. this podcast but I mean it's probably you know dancing around 14 less yeah, than I mean, that under 20 mm-hmm. for sure which you know with our offenses you know that's going to win a lot of games which yeah. you know it has so far but I mean yeah I mean like what you said our our defense has been really solid 
I saw Chris Easterling tweet that this is the least amount of points we've given up uh, in a season since, oh, I forget. But the 70 team. The 70, is that what it was? I think so, yeah. Uh, it, it's been a long time. You know, it's only been two games, but yeah. we've only given up. It's a small sample size. Like, yeah. don't, yeah, don't get us wrong here. It's not like we're shutting down Boardman and, or, um, uh, we didn't play men or week one. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, Still, you know, our defense has been really solid. St. Mm-hmm. V was no joke. It was So, I mean, we definitely want them to continue that the rest mm-hmm. of the year. It seems like everybody's doing their job, watching the film. You know, we, we look like everybody's doing the right thing. And, yeah. you know, there's, there's not too many faults with it. So, you know, McConnell's doing a great job. The players are doing a great job. So it's exciting to see what they're going to do the rest mm-hmm. of the year. Um, I know a couple plays stand out in my mind. One was, um, I think it was just, I can't remember if it was a jet motion from five wide or just like uh, regular trips with the running back in the backfield, but they ran a power option. The end gave a uh, a give read to the quarterback, so he gave the ball to the halfback, running a sweep motion outside, and the halfback couldn't get anywhere. There were already three white jerseys around him before he could even turn up field. It's just everybody, like you said, and like Coach Moore said, just everybody's doing their job, reading their keys right, and playing fast. Playing black swarm defense. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, you see bodies swarming to the ball every single play, mm-hmm. which is awesome because, you know, it's high school football. There's going to be a broken tackle or two. There's going to be a miscue. Things happen. <laughs> but when you have, you know, five or six bodies all chasing the ball down, uh, you know, they don't give up on the play. They don't assume the first guy is going to make the tackle. Mm-hmm. They go swarm to the ball, and, and, you know, that's when good things happen. And so far, we've been able to limit any of those types of plays. Which, uh, speaking of miscues, though, when the second-string quarterback came in, also, side note, you'd never want to see a, anybody go down with injury. Uh, he ended up breaking his leg. And, I mean, we wish him the best recovery. i hopefully see a next-year kid with – same scoreboard result you know but uh when the second string quarterback came in they ran a jet motion play action and i thought he sold it very well and apparently so did our secondary there were a couple guys streaking down the middle of the field that the quarterback just missed the throw that's something i know our coaches are going to clean up but i you know we're still there's still things to polish there i don't want to get our kids heads too big here to where they think they're playing perfect defense or just perfect ball because Really, it should have been 49 bop halftime. I mean, yeah, I, re- I remember seeing that specific play you're talking about, and, uh, you know, they just they just missed the receiver down the middle of the field. Not sure what happened with the coverage. But, I mean, of course our coaches are on top of that. Mm-hmm. It happens. Uh, it's still early in the year. Besides yeah. that, you know, our, our coverage has been pretty solid all year. Uh, it's been very impressive. Uh, I mean, I wasn't able to go to the Booster Club meeting uh, mm-hmm. last night it was tuesday night this week um but i mean you two both went to it so you saw a lot more of the film and what the coaches got to break down about it but uh, i mean referring back to the saint v game you know the coverage was amazing so uh obviously there's mishaps are going to happen yeah you know it's high luck- school ball I luckily mean. when they do you know the quarterback misses the yeah. receiver you know there's it's just it doesn't always end up being a hundred percent, but I mean that's something we're gonna fix. You know, our I think our interior is so good. I love seeing, 
you know, our secondary crashing down to the ball. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, you love seeing your safeties rally, but at the same time, you know, you don't want to get beat over the top if it was play action. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm sure we're on top of it. It happens. You know, like you said, they're not perfect. Yeah. That's for sure. You know, you know, we don't want anybody thinking the defense is perfect. They're not going to give up points the entire year. Mm-hmm. But so far, they've been playing really solid, you know, better than what you probably expect the first two weeks of the year. So, I mean, we're definitely in a good spot right now. Oh, we're in a great spot. Um, and just kind of jump back on offense real quick. Uh, I think it was Morgan. He didn't have any catches during the game, but that's going to happen when you're facing what looked like, to me at least, a true double coverage. He had a linebacker over top of him because he's playing in the slot most of the time now, and then he had that middle fielder safety actually just keyed on him the entire time from what it looked like, and that took away their middle field safety, which is really what opened up a lot of holes in the run game. Uh, I think our first scoring drive, we it was only like three plays, and I know Kale again said at the meeting that they're a big formations defense. They prepare for like the formations you run and what you can run out of them. That's why we came out there with the six man lot or with the yeah with six man offensive line, something that we've never put on film before, something they've never seen before from us. That that really messes with them. Get them. Uh, you know, get them lined up wrong, get them to read the wrong assignment, uh, stuff like that. But it was that was a three-play drive we had when we came out. Ran the ball, ran the ball once. Second play through the quick screen, which Trey pancaked a kid. He Good had a on him, pancakes, didn't he? Huh? He had a couple pancakes. He had a few, but he pancaked this kid. He put him into the ground and made sure he stayed there. Next play after that was Jameer's first big run. And Morgan made two key blocks that really, in my opinion, looking at the film, it did open it up and that let Jameer score. So it's like you can't just look at the stat line to see how well kids perform because, you know, Morgan, zero catches, zero yards, zero touchdowns, but is responsible for at least one touchdown. Yeah, it's great. It's always great to see receivers blocking uh, successfully. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Morgan, you know, like we said, he, he's improved a lot since last year. You know, it seems like he's he's gotten bigger. He's, you know, filled out his body a little bit more. And, you know, he has a lot to prove this year. Yeah. You know, he's he's a big-time talent. And what everybody sees is, you know, maybe a late bloomer. Mm-hmm. It might have taken him a couple more years to get to this full level, and they want to see what he can do his senior year. Uh, so, I mean, it's those effort plays, mm-hmm. you know, showing his dominance as, just as a physical person outside. You know, that, that translates. Even if he's not making catches, it shows that he's bigger, stronger, you yeah. know, more physical than the defenders he's going against. Which, you know, as this year goes on, that's going to help him make more catches, break more tackles, you know, all of that. Uh, it's going to help our running backs when, with, the, with the blocks. But, I mean, he has a lot to prove this year. You know, he has a couple D1 offers, you know. A couple more schools looking at him. A couple more schools looking at him. Uh, I mean... Obviously, it's it's not his priority right now. Yeah. But, you know, everybody wants to kind of prove what they're worth. And, mm-hmm. you know, you want to get the most out of your players as well as a coach. You want to be able to get them into the best position. So, I mean, he's, he's definitely out to show, you know, what he is and what he can be. So, I mean, nothing better than a receiver 
putting in effort on a run play. Oh, yeah. You know, because, you know, sometimes that's the deciding factor between a 20-yard run mm. and an 80-yard long touchdown. And that's so, not something you would, like, put on your highlight film to show, like, to the general public, but that's something that college coach is going to see, and he's going to fall in love with it. Yeah, definitely. You, you love seeing that. You know, anytime a receiver can put a defender on their back, you know, that's awesome. I mean, besides you know, going into the, the idea that it messes with the defender's yeah. mentality of how they have to defend you now. Uh, you know, it sets you up just anytime you can be dominant one way or another, mm-hmm. it's gonna help you out in multiple ways. So him having pancake blocks on runs, it's going to help him out on pass plays as well. Just because as a corner you're always kind of preparing for that. Whereas a safety, whatever you know, whoever you are, yeah, you know, you have to be prepared for him as a physical presence. And then you also have to try to guard him when he's running routes. So. And to that point, I know he had at least one jump ball in the end zone that was, um, let's call it pretty well defended. Uh, let's say neutral site pass interference. But even Kale spoke to this point that it's like it's almost like the old Shaq rule back when uh, he was you know in his prime or like LeBron now mm-hmm. that they get fouled every play and the refs don't call it because how else are you supposed to defend them? It, now it's like. Morgan gets pass interference almost every play, and the refs aren't going to throw the flags because it, he's just so much bigger and better than the other kid, than the kids that are trying to defend him. That it's like the refs are just kind of you know going, what else are you going to do, kid? I mean, good play. Yeah, I mean, definitely it happens. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not we're not going to deny that. Uh, I mean, uh, the you see it in professional sports, basketball, a lot of the times. You know, when you have somebody that's just so big. You might shove them and they don't move an inch. Yeah. Into a ref, that looks clean. Like you, yep. you didn't affect him whatsoever. It must not be a foul. When in reality, you you know you gave him a strong shove, and just because they're strong enough to kind of fight through it, you know Morgan's going to get a lot of that. You know, and as the year goes on, when it gets important, you know the coach gets in the ref's ear. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know throughout the course of a game, you're letting him know. You know, hey, just because my kid's big doesn't mean that's not a penalty. And, you know, eventually they're obligated to call it. So, yeah. you know, when it when it matters, you know, I think we're going to see it, you know, especially as the season goes on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's going to be more aware to our coaching staff, to the public that, you know, if he is getting, you know, pushed around more than normal, uh, you know, they're eventually going to have to call those types of plays. At the same time, you know, even when he does get pushed around, <laughs> you know with his height with his size he's gonna be able to make plays yeah you know no excuse on his part you can't expect to get a penalty ever Mm -hmm. so you know you could get shoved out of bounds and you got to come right back in to make the play yeah you know you you can't assume there's gonna be a penalty so i mean he's gonna have to fight through it and that's just another thing that you know the public college coaches high school coaches everybody's gonna have to see that and recognize the extra effort he has to put in just because of how physically dominating he is and i hope we get we help people understand that kind of extra effort like i know like i said earlier just looking at the stat line nothing there but he did a lot in this game that if you watched you would notice um uh other observations from the game um I don't think any team is going to run a 3-3 stack on us, trying to defend us with that for the rest of the year after the way we gashed them. Uh, even it was our last drive of the second half, Glen Oak switched to a four-man front, and then they stayed in that the rest of the entire second half. Um, I think the entire second half for us, or the first drive of the second half, when we still had starters in, we went four wide for most of the drive, uh, which we didn't do at all in the first half 
Uh, it was good to see Blake in there at running back, getting some time after Jameer came out, and I think splitting carries to Zion there. Uh, so it's good to see him at that. We just have another option back there. Ah, uh, I mean, that that's about it for me. You got anything? I mean, I didn't pay too close of attention to the second half, to be honest. Uh, but just looking at the roster as a whole, I mean, we do have three, four different running backs mm-hmm. that we can use successfully. So we have plenty of depth there. Uh, I mean, it's nice we can mix things around. To go back to your 3-3 defense, I mean, Glen Oak ran that 3-3 and we ran all over him. Yep. So supposedly, you know, get in the head of ourselves a little bit, but... Supposedly Warren also runs like a three-three. We we might not see them run a lot of three-three just because of how successful we were last week. Yeah. But then later on the year, you know, Fitch runs that three-three. Mm-hmm. McKinley's running a three-three this year. So you know, just because of how dominant we are up front, you know, these teams might have to change up their defense, change up their fronts. Which uh, I mean, I'll let you get into a little bit more. But you know, we're under yeah. the impression that. Warren is probably going to change up their front a little bit on us. What um, what Kale was saying with St. V's excluded because they've been running that uh, 4-3 under front, cover four, for like years now successfully. Uh, we've played like a lot of teams that what you see them run defensively on film is not what they run against us. They will change up their entire defensive look based just the game plan for us specifically, which, I mean... Or that's a two-faced coin there. On the one side, you got that we don't, we're not going to ag- know what they run until game day, and we see it in live action. But on the other side of that, their kids are not going to be used to running that whatever they whatever their changeup is, which could leave the opportunity for a blown assignment, miscoverage, something which we can exploit. Uh, what was it you were you were telling me about Boardman last year? I mean, yeah, just, just to put this in context a little bit better, I mean, since we are Maslin, every team that we face does something a little bit different against us than they would against anybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a it's a huge game for any single team that plays us. But we recognize that. We know when we play Glen Oak, when we play St. V, when we play Fitch, when we play McKinley, obviously, you know, it's their biggest game of the year. So they're pulling out all the stops against us. They're changing their game plan. You know, for example, Fitch might run the exact same defense nine weeks of the year. Mm-hmm. And the only week that they'll change it up is against us. And last year, I don't know what they ran, like, on the whole of the year, but they ran a lot of five-man, two-backer front against us, which is not something you see, like, often out of a 3-3 stack. But against us, they, that was almost their base defense. Yeah, so, I mean, it's something that our coaching staff has to prepare for every single week. Mm-hmm. It's not just what they see on the film, but what they can project a team doing in a different way. You know, what if they change their defense to this? What if they change their offense to this? You know, so we have to prepare for a hundred different things. We can't just prepare for what they do, what they did last week, mm-hmm. you know, to go what you said about Boardman. You know, Boardman, we played them in the playoffs. They did their defensive style one way the entire year. And then for us, they did it completely different. You know, without getting into technical terms, they taught, you know, their contained players on defense 
to do a completely different technique that they've ever done before. I think it was you said they were like a funnel defense, they, which means they wanted they were a leverage team. They yeah. kept everything inside. They and want, then they switched. Yeah. They switched to wrong arming and spilling, which is like. Not to get too technical, like you said, but it's like a leverage team will try and funnel the ball inside to their backers. A spill team is at what we do, where you try and get the ball outside going east-west to where they don't have blockers. You're not moving upfield, and our team can swarm and tackle you like we've been doing. Yeah, I mean, and just to kind of explain that a little bit more without getting too technical, I Mm -hmm. mean... That is like a fundamental design of a defense. Yeah, it's not something you just add in for a week. You know, teaching your players how to successfully wrong arm is what you do all summer long, because that is your mm-hmm. defense. You don't prepare for that for one week. You know, their their players were good enough that they are able to do it successfully. I mean, but it's just that's something we have to go through every single week. Is you never know what a team is going to change against us. Warren has shown that they run that 3-3 stack. You know, against us, they run a 3-3 stack, a lot of cover one man coverage. Mm -hmm. You know, we're preparing for that. We're also preparing for them to shift into a four-man front. We're preparing for them to run a lot of cover three against us. You know, we have to expect them to change things up. Uh, Obviously, we know how to attack them if they run the same thing, but we have to be prepared for them to change because yeah. it's so often that teams change against us that we have to know what to do when they do it and i guess that's a good segue to looking ahead to warren uh to where yeah they do run a 3-3 stack uh they like to base out of it they prefer to run press man on the outside which means a corner or whatever defender is lined up over his receiver that's his man that's his responsibility press means they are up on the line as close as they can get uh and in their face a lot of like what Winton Woods did but Winton Woods also ran a cover zero behind it which means they're sending everybody that wasn't in coverage but Warren I don't they don't have the talent to do it we don't think so they might change it up, go to where they were running cover one cover one press. They might run cover two press, which gives them two safeties back instead of one to give uh, their defenders a little help for when they get beat against us because, I mean, let's be honest, we, there's not really many teams in the state that can man up against us straight across the board. Yeah, I mean, our offense is so dynamic. We have great playmakers. And then to go with that, we have great play calls, great play designs. You know, man-to-man, it's great on paper. Mm-hmm. And when you have a defense that can run it successfully, I mean, it, it is dominant. You know, you always face the risk of giving up a big play when somebody gets beat in man-to-man coverage. But, I mean, if you can minimize how many players you have in coverage and you can blitz the rest of them, you can fo- you can stop the run with the rest of them, you know, it's huge for a defense. Uh, I mean, there's ways around it. You motion players around. You know, you have just star athletes, which, Mm -hmm. I mean, we have a good receiving core. So it's going to be really tough for any team to run that against us. Uh, The St. Ed's scrimmage, they played some press man against us, and I think we could have done better against it. Yeah. I think we had a couple shots, and we missed them. You know, I would have hoped to see our receivers – you know, get open a little bit better against man coverage. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I doubt that we were opening up our playbook against a man coverage team. Yeah. You know, I don't know how much motioning we did. I don't know how many crossing routes we did. There, mean, there's there's ways to beat man coverage. Uh, but the point is, I think our athletes are good enough that 
Warren's probably not going to try to man up against us very much. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they do, it's going to be spotty. You know, they, mm-hmm. they might go to a cover one man real quick and try to blitz us just to yeah. catch us off guard, uh, which we'll be prepared for. I would expect to see them more in a zone, probably more cover three than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if they try going, you know, cover two, you know, two man under, you know, that's going to be an open box. We're yeah, probably gonna, we're going to run all over them if they do that. That's a light box. We base out of three receivers, so you're splitting out three defenders automatically you're taking two safeties away that leaves what one two three four five so you leave six a defenders six man box which or, you know we'll run all day against oh, the six man box yeah. we'll, we'll run power against that all day every day twice on sunday yeah so <laughs> i mean i wouldn't expect to they're probably going to play more of a base defense they might try to catch us off guard mm-hmm. with a spontaneous blitz man coverage uh and you know we should be good enough to, you know, our line's been amazing at picking up blitzes. Oh, yeah. You know, so with our play calling, expecting a little bit of man coverage with the athletes that we have, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we exploit them a time or two. That's why I just think they're going to base out of that cover three a little bit more than anything. If they manage to catch us in a base or er, er, in an obvious passing situation, uh, Coach Moore said he was he might expect to see a little bit of that 3 3 stack to get some pressure from that. Because you can, you know, send three different Packers from three different directions. You don't know where they're coming from. But we, like we showed last week, our protection is more than good enough to pick up whatever they want to send at us. Their line's huge. They do have a big line. I was just going to ask if you kind of wanted to dive into their roster a little bit. Yeah. Uh, that's that's the one thing. I wasn't there for the meeting, like I said. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't make it. The meetings are every Monday night at 7 o'clock at the high school. Uh, this week it was on Tuesday night because Monday was Labor Day, but I mean you should definitely try to make it out to the Booster Club meetings if possible. It, it's it's very interesting. You get a very in depth look at the team. Uh, they break down some film of the past game and the upcoming game. It's 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 really insightful. Uh, they pass out this roster sheet as well. So I mean we can go through the roster a little bit. Uh, when I looked at it, that was the one thing that I noticed was their line is big. I mean they have a big line. Yeah. All seniors, too. It's, it's definitely... They're definitely not hurting for size. Um, so, what do we got here? Smallest Left, one's 5'11". Yeah. yeah that's their right guard. I mean, two seven, 270 pounds is their smallest lineman. Yeah. You know, it's 315, 270, 280, 320, 300. 6'4", so, 6'1", 6'5", 6'3". I mean, it, it, it's a big line. They're all seniors. Uh, it looks like, but a couple of them, three are of them, two-way players as well. Yeah, three of them are returning starters. Their center is not a returning starter, but he's listed as. A, I mean, he's a two-way player. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, they have a big line. So that's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be our first. I mean, not that St. Fees had a small line; they had a couple big-sized kids as well. Yeah. But I mean, I think this. I mean, this has to be the biggest line we see all year, right? I mean, this is, this it's is close to it. This is a Division One college line by size. By size, by yes. size, it is. You know, I'm not going, not saying talent, but just purely by size. I mean, that's that's a humongous line. Mm-hmm. Looks like their center, their starting center, is injured. Looks like they they have that guy injured. Uh, Seventy eight. Okay. Yeah. So, returning starter yeah. as a center. So he's injured. So I don't. I mean, I don't have an injury report on him if no. he's if he's going to make it back or not. Who knows? But I mean, uh, it's not like the high school. You have to give an injury report either. So. Yeah. I mean, they don't have to. Just, yeah. He happens. You know, we have him listed as injured. He was their returning starter. You know, maybe he's out the entire year. Maybe he was out for a week. I, I have no information on that. But I mean, without him, 
you know, they're huge. He'd actually mm-hmm. be the smallest one. He's at 260. And he'd Six be re- a returning starter. But, I mean, I, by size, I can only imagine it's the biggest line we'll see all year. Yeah. I'm not saying it's the best line. I don't know too much about them. But, I mean, just from a size standpoint, I mean, you know, what are we going to do against them? Do they run a lot? Do they pass a lot? What do you got for me? Well, they, I, you're going to see a lot of eye formation, um, a lot of eye, well, same personnel, but move the fullback up to a wing. Um, they like to go heavy, very heavy on the run. I think they're not afraid to, in the open field, go uh, too tight, too fullback, running back, eye formation type deal. Yeah, running the Maryland eye from the 50. It. I mean, they're, they want to pound the rock because they're running back. Number two, uh, Karan Adams. I hope I'm getting that name right. Uh, he's returning starter, two-way player. Yeah, I think he's got a... D1 offer. I think he committed today. Rutgers. Rutgers? Rutgers? He said uh, Rutgers at the meeting. Yeah, Rutgers sounds right. Um, but they definitely want to feed him the rock. Uh, they seem to be a fan of the toss play, just to get him out in the open space, let him go make a play. Uh, beyond that, they really like the counter tray, where you're, I mean, it power blocking scheme with your backside guard takes a kick out, backside tackle, wrap blocks around. Uh, they, I mean, a little bit of option, but they'd normally try and feed the rock to the running back. Okay. Um, just another thing I noticed looking at the roster real quick. Uh, the only starter on their offense that's not a senior is the quarterback. Sophomore. And he's a sophomore. The only thing, um, most of the meeting, we didn't really... Coach Moore didn't even touch on Warren that much, neither did Kale. It seemed like a very, if you don't have much nice to say about someone, don't say anything at all type deal. Uh, I think the only thing like he pointed out was that he made a quick hitch to the bottom of the numbers from the opposite hash. It, they didn't seem like they pushed the field, pushed the ball down the field much. It, not much of a passing game. I think a lot of it's a rollout game. Based on their, they like to get them in uh, boot action, rolling out to one side or the other. Uh, their base kind of spread look is trips to the field with a running back to the trips. You'd sometimes see that if you want to like get four wide receivers to the field, or if you're running a rollout, you use him as a you use the running back as a personal protector. So I'm just assuming more rollout passing game from them. Um, he said that they try and like they'll move the running back to the slot a bit, but if they move him there, that's the very much a tell that he's getting the ball in one way or another. Screen, quick hitch, something. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, I mean, I don't think anybody expected Warren to be the toughest team we play all year. No. Um, I was act- I was surprised by the size of their line. I also didn't know that they had, you know, 10 starters on offense for seniors. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you include some of the fill-in players, it's more than that. Uh, like, both of their tight ends are seniors. Their fullback is a senior. Uh, they have... <laughs> wow. Uh, five of the six receivers they use are all seniors. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it, definitely an experienced and older team. So, I mean, 
It's, it's going to be interesting. I, I don't know too much about him. Uh, just kind of going off of what you said, it seems like it's, it's a little bit more of a rudimentary offense. I mean, I'm just going to be honest here. I watched some of the film from them playing McKinley. I watched some of the film from them playing the scrub cornfield team they played last week. This is a JV team. It's I, The starters are it's going to be 35 bop second quarter. Uh, this You're going to see a lot of second and third string guys from our side get a lot of playing time. But the important thing I want to see here is how hard our starters come out and play against them. Because what separates a good team from a great team is how hard you come out and play when you know you're better than the other team. I want to see another 49 nothing. You know, if we just come out flat, let them go up, move the ball a little bit, we get like a three and out something to where it's like, you know, we should move the ball at will against these guys. We should also, the stat line should also end up looking like Glenn Oaks did last week. And I think that's really going to be, that's the thing I'm looking for this Friday. Yeah, I mean, there's the old homage that you play down to your competition. Jason Hall? No, that's it's much older than, I wouldn't be quoting Jason Hall, alright? No, no, it's no, not, never that's that. not a quote. Never, I, ever. He's just like the, he he's next, he, his picture is in the oh. dexi- dictionary oh, next yeah. to that little homage. Okay, thing. well I'll have to stop saying that homage then. Yeah. Uh, point is, <laughs> uh, you know, a well-coached team, a well-led team, mm-hmm. you know, seniors in the locker room, like you said, you want to come out, and if we are that much better than them, you want to come out and quickly prove that you are that much better than them. You know, sometimes when it comes to, you know, underdogs, the more you let them in the game, you know, the more of a fighting chance you give them. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be up 21 to 7 and then give them the ball back. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to be up 30 nothing. You want to be up 49 to nothing. You want to let them know we are this much better than you and you want to put them in the ground. As bad as it sounds, I mean, that's what you want to do. Yeah. Starters go in, dominate, come out early, and then, you know, we're going to get reps for some of the younger players. Enjoy and, the second half. And to that point, actually, last week, I forgot to touch on this, uh, the Glen Oak game, you could tell exactly when uh, Garcia was waving the white flag, when they had that fourth and short and punted the ball, if they thought they had a fighting chance, if they thought if they had any hope of winning that game, they would have went for it on that fourth down. Yeah, I was surprised that they didn't. Just, them, I mean, you got nothing to lose, but yeah, exactly. Them punting the ball there was like, all right, guys, let's just give it to them, see if we can, you know, hold them to three, and get out of here with our dignity intact. Yeah, I mean, you go back to it. I I didn't watch any of the film i mean i watched a a little bit of what i could find online Mm -hmm. of warren but i mean warren has traditionally been a decent team they always have some good athletes yeah you know and then they have a humongous line to go with it so i mean i didn't watch the film but i mean i don't think it's anything that we should take lightly if if i'm a player on the team i'm not going to take it lightly let's go out there execute you know if we if we score on our first four drives Mm mm-hmm awesome that's what we should do yeah you know let's get in let's you know I mean, get them I, down real quick and get out i know i called them a jv team but i don't mean to don't take them lightly it's there's still a football team there's still any given friday in this case you know anything can happen you can't just come out here and expect to win if nothing else you know just prove a point yeah prove a point that you know you are that good 
Yeah. You know, don't let them hang around. Don't let them score a couple pity points. You know, oh, we won 35 to 17. You know, go out there and beat them 49 to nothing. You know, just go yeah. ahead and do it. If nothing else, you know, prove a point to the rest of the state that we're legit and go out there and just beat them and beat them bad. I mean, seven points through two games is one thing. Seven points through three, that's four more quarters of football. You held the team scoreless. Like, let, let's see what you can do, guys. Yeah, you know, devil's advocate here. You know, mm-hmm. people can look from the outside and they go, oh, well, you caught off St. V. You caught them off guard. Yeah. You know, they had a bad game or, oh, maybe they're not as good as we thought. Gwen Oak, you hurt their quarterback. He's out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're not that good. You know, no more excuses. If you go in every single week, and if nothing else, you know, something to look forward to, even if you expect to win. Yeah. Something to look forward to, we're not going to let them score, or we're going to beat them by 40. Mm -hmm. Every single week, you know, it gives you something to work for, you know. I mean, it should be, you know, we should be going into it just trying to execute our best Mm -hmm. until you get up a couple of scores, you know. And then... You know, you don't want to fall asleep. When the younger players go in, you you want to give them something to work towards. You got to let them know that, you know, hey, we're we're still trying to prove a point. Yeah. You know, we're not going to give up the points. And you know, even be- even for the younger kids, these are live reps that they're getting on film that they can show, like, hey, I can play out here. I can I sh- I can get you know rotational reps mm-hmm. in with the starters and in game time that actually matters. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I didn't watch a whole lot of the Ohio State game. I watched the first quarter, and then mm-hmm. I kind of called it quits. But, I mean, everybody's saying, oh, Ohio State put up 77 points. You know? But how yeah. many points did they give up? 30-something? 30, 30 Thir- yeah, 31, 30, They gave up 30-some points. Yeah. You know, it's a completely different narrative if Ohio State would have won by 60 points. Yes. Now they're saying, oh, Ohio State, great offense, scored 77 points. Amazing. Defense gave up. 31. Defense gave up thirty some points. You know, if you go out there, you win seventy seven nothing, seventy seven to fourteen. Like that's a completely different story. Oh yeah. Now it's like, oh, wait a second, Ohio State. You know, they did what they were supposed to do, plus a lot more. You know, you have to go out there, beat the teams you're supposed to beat, and mm-hmm. also prove a point. That's like goes back to the beating Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship that got them into the playoffs. Where they score fifty five nothing. No, it wasn't Something like that. It, I think. 59, either 59 or 61. I forget. 59 sounds 50, right, yeah. 59 to nothing, I think. I, yeah. Because I, I think I wanted them to score 60. But I watched every <laughs> single play of that entire game. Yeah. I did not turn off the Ohio State-Wisconsin Big Ten Championship because we had to hold them scoreless. Mm-hmm. We had to continue to score points on them in order to get into the playoffs. Beating them wasn't enough. Winning the Big Ten Championship wasn't enough. Yeah. Winning 35-7 to wasn't good enough. We had to beat them and prove a point. You know, it, it's not the greatest apples to apples here, but, you know, Wisconsin, they had one of the best defenses in all of college football. They had a, they Heisman, had a Heisman Trophy candidate running, running back. back. Yeah, And, you know, you had to go out there and you had to do more than enough. You had to prove a point. Yeah. Every single week you should be going out to prove prove a point and if nothing else you know i think that's what we should be looking forward to Mm -hmm. you know and like we said earlier you're maslin teams are gonna this is you are every team's biggest game on their schedule so obviously you're always gonna have people chirping at you you know maslin 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 nobody likes us let's embrace it and let's kick people's teeth in yeah you might as well shot them out 50 to nothing yep uh, I mean, th- that's the thing is you never know when a team is going to play their best game of the year. 
Mm-hmm. Mamie Warren's not that great. Mamie, they're awesome. It doesn't matter. Point is, they could come out more focused, more energized than they've ever played in their entire lives. And they could make it a game. You go into that fourth quarter and it's a close game, I don't care if we're in Paul Brown Tiger Stadium with 15,000 people. If you're an underdog playing at Maslin against the Maslin Tigers and it's a tied ball game, you got a second boost of energy. Yep. It's how it goes. So you can't let teams stay in the game ever. Exactly. And even to your point, like they can come out empty their off empty the playbook like, you know, first quarter. They could be with us 14-14. It could be up 21-14 from fluke play. It doesn't matter. It just these Maslin needs to come out not with the idea to win, but with the idea we need to hold these kids to negative yards. I'm setting the bar there. One other thing about film that you guys didn't touch on. Yeah. Uh, I think it's this Troy. He's a two-way starter mm-hmm. from last year. They haven't seen him in both films. They don't know what's going on with that. Um, but I, I don't know what they all said about that. But it, that is a That's little right. they, questionable thing there. They don't know if it's an injury, if it's a, a academic thing, discipline thing, or what. But the kid played last year both ways, and we haven't seen him yet. So there is a wild card there. Yeah, so, I mean, you, you have to expect if, you know, he's capable of playing mm-hmm. that he probably will. You know, it's just another one of those things you have to account for. I, I don't know anything about him, but, you know, a two-way starter last year, I mean, he's he's only obviously going to help them if, you know, if he's available. I mean, unless something happened, we, we don't know. But, yeah, uh, I mean, it's just another thing. You know, you don't get to see him on film at all. Our players haven't seen film on him this year. So you just you never know what to expect. And I think that's something as a Maslin player, a Maslin fan, mm-hmm. you have to, you know, learn to, uh, just every single week. You don't know what to expect. Yeah. You got to prepare for every situation and you just have to go out there and do your best, you know, and just try to prove a point. Always have in another goal. Mm-hmm. You know, you get up a couple scores, have another goal. You know, Hold them in that goose egg. You know, Hold we're we're not going to give up a point. As a yeah. defense, I hate I don't care what the score is. We're not going to give up a point or whatever it may be. You, you have an extra goal. And, I mean, always having something to work towards, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think that's that's something that sets a good team apart from a great team. Yeah. And to your point, I mean, like we joked about earlier, you know, with Jason Hall and playing to the opponent's level, I'm going to double down on what I said earlier that this team that this team and this team culture is a complete 180 compared to what it was. Moore has got these kids right. They, they're in the right mindset. They just the way they act with each other uh, at the sideliner dinner, just getting a glimpse into their into the locker room slightly. It, I'm jealous. I mean, they seem to love the coach. They seem to like. They seem to be friends with him, but yet respect him and understand that he is their coach. He is, you know, what he says goes. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely shown his leadership ability, you know, since day one. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I really like him as a a head coach. Uh, I like, you know, our entire coaching staff. It seems like they fit together really well. We have one common goal. Yeah. You know, the culture is, it's very good right now. So... And I mean, I, I expect I expect the best from us, you know, and I think all mm-hmm. the coaches also set that standard as well. And they, 
one of the shirts they have on the back it says team above self that's not just some like slogan that they came up with for this year i think that's like a thing that these kids and coaches everybody involved have bought into that's a big thing it's like the more i see into it the more i understand why more's here and why we are so successful right now also shout out coach Moore for listening to the podcast <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean i don't i don't have too much more about them uh I mean, we're trying to keep this podcast a little bit shorter. Yeah. I think I think it's already run longer than we wanted it to, but, you know, but that's okay. We got stuff to talk yeah, about. So. We've touched on more stuff than needed touched on. Yeah, you know. Uh, I mean, I'll throw in a, last, a few extra things here real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I already forgot the one I was going to say. Uh, Booster Club meeting every single Monday night at yep. 7 o'clock. You know, go check it out. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, if nothing else, you show your support to the team. You show the support to the coach. You know, he's the head coach is there. He usually brings one assistant coach with him every week. He There's usually a couple players that go as well. So, you know, kind of interact with them, you know, off of the field. Show the yeah. support. Learn more about the team. If you're an X's nose nerd like I am, you get to see a little bit of film. They get to explain what you're going to see, what we did the week before. It, I mean, I enjoy that aspect tremendously. They're doing the food drive there too, so yeah. bring a bring food drive or a, bring uh, cash canned too. goods or cash. Yeah, so so the food drive for the McKinley Maslin, you know, food drive battle every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're collecting canned goods at the booster club meeting. They're also accepting cash. Uh, $1 equals 7 pounds worth of food, so you can donate cash or a canned good. I I mean, just traditionally, I think the idea was to collect canned goods. That's how it goes, but at the same time, you know, $1 probably goes further than a canned good item does. Yeah, I'd assume. Uh, You know, and at the end of the day, it's about which team collects the most you know, goods or most weight in goods mm-hmm. uh, for for that. Uh, also, you know, they're collecting the Bonanza coupons out of the newspaper. Uh, we've won five years in a row. We're looking to make it six years in a row. You know, bragging rights plus, you know, the school district gets $2,000 of, you know, for winning. That doesn't have to come out of your pocket. Uh, so, I mean, just, you know, clip the coupon out. And, you know, bring it to a meeting, bring it to the game. They have, I believe they have buckets outside of the stadium that you can collect the booster mm-hmm. Bonanza coupons in as well. Uh, you know, check out check out com. It has all of the stats on there. It has all the information, everything we talk about, plus more oh, uh, yeah. for sure. You know, not just going into information, but it has all of the events upcoming events anything that you know you might want to know about check them out and it's got a bunch of stories there uh like warren they they're they're a traditional rival of maslin and if you go back to the old league we're in the all-american conference back in those days you can see old stories the clock game the homer game stuff like that it's pretty interesting i mean if you're if you like that kind of stuff yeah you know so you have all your information on there all your events um I mean, check us, check out the Booster Club on Twitter. Check them out on uh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. So there's the Maslin Tiger Booster Clubs on there. There's Maslin Proud. Uh, follow them on Twitter and Facebook. Nate Moore has his personal Facebook account, has a lot of the Maslin stuff on yep. there as well. And then Twitter, um, what, at Coach Moore, right? I'm not exactly sure what it is, but 
something like that. Uh, Coach Moore's wife, Becca Moore, it seems like she does. She's making uh, like a, like like a little video, like a video stuff now. Each, uh, they're pretty each cool. Each week, I mean, yeah. yeah. Check uh, those she out. Does, she does like a Facebook Live thing with Coach Moore. Uh, so, I mean, there's a lot of different things going on. So, if you have nothing else to do, check out some of these things. Stay involved. You know, watch some of the videos and interact, interact with some of the posts. Mm-hmm. Read some of the stories that are online. You know, they're really interesting or, you know, they're always welcome to hearing about other stories yeah. that you know about. So, I mean, check out all of the different things that are going on. And, uh, and you know, just, re- just real quick, uh, you know, for you fans out there, if you're thinking about doing it, looking for a game for kind of a bigger tailgate, uh, this might be the game to do it. I know I'm planning on going in halftime. Ideally, don't have to stay in after half. Uh, if you've got, you know, like kids that aren't starters but are on the team, you know, second JV, second stringers, whatever, this would be a good game, hopefully, to come in and check them out. Uh, so long as, like we said earlier, we bury these cats early. Uh, stuff like that, you know. Um, I know my the 2013 class five-year reunion, we're having a tailgate outside. Uh, so come to that if you're a 2013 class or friends with us. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I check this podcast out on Facebook, uh, the Black Swarm Podcast, and on Twitter at the at Black Swarm Pod. Uh, follow us there. We'll be posting. You can find all the podcasts there. All the links to that there. Um, uh, you guys got anything else? Uh, when's JV playing? Thursday to m- tomorrow, right? Saturday should be right. Saturday, yeah. JV freshman, Saturday. freshman, freshman. Should play on Thursday yep. nights. Then the fresh uh, JV plays on Saturday. You also have the youth games on mm-hmm. Saturday. So up at the stadium, there's there's football games pretty much all day. If you just want to go out and enjoy the weather, I, I don't know. It might storm. I, don't, I didn't yeah, check I what the weather is, but you know, every Saturday there's football like all day long yeah. at the high school. So go check them out. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, pretty excited for this game. Excited mm-hmm. for the rest of the year. Oh yeah. So I mean, I mean, there's never a massive game I'm not excited for. It's very true. Uh, I mean, we're gonna be doing some cool stuff. We're gonna have our tailgate going as yep. usual, you know. So, I mean, I'm excited. You know, luckily for us, you know, we have a perfect spot to watch the game right from our tailgate yep. uh, this week. You know, we'll probably, you know, spend more time up there. Uh, I usually try to go in, you know, for the beginning or you know some mm-hmm. of the bigger games. I like to see, you know, from the sideline, the more traditional view yeah. with the scoreboard the way they have it now. I mean, you can watch the game, you know, from Lincoln Way if you wanted to, I bet. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, just, you know, find different ways. Come interact one way or another. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you know people that are tailgating, you know, go hang out with them. You know, e- even if you're a person that doesn't normally go to the games, find a way to come interact one way or another. So, you know, everybody appreciates it. Yep. Uh, we'd love to see you there. I mean, I know last week, Glen Oak, I, we brought more friends than they did, didn't we? Oh, I, I could only assume so, yeah. I know. We packed our stands, and theirs were uh, you could sparse. See seats. Mm-hmm. Sparse. So, I I guess that's it for this week, fellas. We uh, had it for you guys? Yeah. That's it, yeah. I mean, we're hoping to get a few uh, guest speakers in the future. Oh, so, yeah. So, you know, stay tuned for that. We'll, we'll keep you guys posted as well. Looking to... But, uh, we got some cool things we might be doing here. Some maybe video-wise, we'll, if we can figure that out. We're not... This is not our career. It's a hobby. We're learning this as we go. 
Yeah, so I mean, we appreciate all the feedback. We've we've got mm-hmm. a couple people that you know message us on Twitter or Facebook or whatever it may be, and you know just let us know that they're listening and they appreciated it, or mm-hmm. you know whatever it may be. We appreciate all the feedback. Any suggestions that you might have, anything you want to hear more about, something you don't want to hear much about, uh, you know, we we can dive into it. We have some connections. We can find stuff out for you. If there's information you need on something specific, you know, just just message us one way or another. Oh, even email uh, at the black swarm podcast at gmail.com you can contact us on there too if emails are your thing i don't know many people that are but hey go for it yeah whatever it may be you know we're here to you know help you guys out so i mean like you said it's just a hobby for us but at the same time you know if there's no one paying attention to us you know it probably won't last too long so we definitely want to do whatever's most beneficial for you guys let us know what you think you know comment you know, tell your friends, send us a message, whatever it may be. You know, we, we really appreciate the feedback. All right. Well, hey. Yeah, we'll go Tigers. Beat Warren. Beat Warren. Beat Warren.